Hello, hello. Welcome to How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady, episode number six. Today's episode is How I Teach the Twice Told Tale. So uh, let's do a little housekeeping. First of all, I am Donna Reish, your teacher and your host for this audio cast and this video cast. So I am going to, uh, if you're watching it on video, you see before you a PowerPoint slide. So that is one way that you can consume how I teach. You can consume it as a video at YouTube and also at the Language Arts Lady blog. And so that is a simple way to have all of the uh, worksheets and the pages that you get for free in front of you on the PowerPoint presentation. However, you can also listen to it in audio and you can listen to it in audio at iTunes and Podbean and different places where it is available. And when you do that, you can opt to have the workbook in front of you. And this is your teacher's notebook episode sheets. And I'm showing you right now on the screen, I hope, um, I'm showing it right now on the screen for this unit. So for this episode. So when you watch the video cast, it has all of this, all of these pages, all of this info that is available in your teacher's notebook is on the slides. So you can just follow along on the slides. Or if you want to listen to it and follow along, you can grab your teacher's notebook for this episode. It is available at languageartsladyblog.com, um, how I teach, uh, forward slash how I teach. And you can grab your episode six workbook, a teacher's notebook. And you'll have all the sheets that you can use to teach this very lesson to your students as well. Or you can listen now and grab it later. So you can do that a number of ways. Um, so anyway, I just want to make that clear that whether you watch it live or you watch it on video or you listen to it on uh, as a podcast episode, you have uh, that teacher's notebook available to you um, for this episode. So you want to grab your teacher's notebooks for each episodes because each episode because each teacher's notebook has worksheets and the lessons that I'm teaching you how to teach so that you can teach them to your students for free. All right, so without further ado, let's get into how I teach Twice Told Tales. These are story writing spin-off stories. So um, this is different than taking a story and outlining from it and then rewriting the story in your own words. I do teach that also, um, given the, giving them the source, of course, most of the time for that. This is different than that uh, in that this is uh, twice told tale. So what that means is that your student is going to take an original tale and make a spinoff tale of it. And I have done this for literally, oh wow, 20 years. Yeah, for literally 20 years. I can remember teaching this very lesson, not this very one here, but this very type of lesson 20 years ago when I first started teaching large groups in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area uh, composition. And I can remember somebody who did an amazing spinoff the very first time I did it, they did a spinoff of A Christmas Carol. And it was just so phenomenal that I knew that this would be a type of um, product, a type of lesson, a type of technique that I would create myself, the twice told tale, 
and that I would put in all of my books, and I have since then. So um, it actually came to me as a result of something called piggyback songs. So when my older kids were little, we used to get these records uh, because uh, my oldest is 38 now. So we used to get these records that were called piggyback songs. And they were literally like twinkle, twinkle, little star, but instead of twinkle, twinkle, little star, it might say um, snowflake, snowflake, cold and bright. So instead of twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. I'm literally looking out the window in Indiana today in mid-February. And it might say, um, Snowflake, snowflake, bright and cold, da, 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 da. Anyway, and they were piggyback. So they would piggyback off of popular songs and make other songs. It's really cute and um, very creative. And so I first called this piggyback tale, piggyback stories, which I loved and I thought was really cute. But now all of my um, one month writing books, a lot of them have basic biographies, easy essays, simple stories, twice told tales, uh, uh, research reports. Um, so anyway, how to stick with that alliteration. I also love the idea of the twice told tale because I like to tell students, you have an original tale and you are telling it again. You are giving it a, a, a makeover to make it a twice told tale. So the one that I'm going to be teaching from today, it comes from Right on Fairy Tales, which is one of my downloadable books at Language Arts Lady store.com, as well as at um, Teachers Pay Teachers. And uh, I have, oh, I don't even know, like 40 or so month-long writing books that are available for homeschoolers, co-ops, and private schools, and, and even public schools, as well as tutors and uh, private teachers to use uh, to have one month worth of writing instruction. And this particular one is a level two. So that means that it is fourth through sixth grade. So in my, in my writing, month long writing series is there levels one through five Roman numerals. And so two would be fourth, fifth and sixth grade. And the beauty of the twice told tale is that I have some as young as second grade where they're literally doing a twice told tale like from, um, what is this one from? I can't, oh yeah, Goldax and the Three Bears. They're doing something even simpler than that all the way up to um, the high school levels where they are doing A Christmas Carol and The Gift of the Magi and um, Rumpelstiltskin and some really you know more mature kind of, but still classic stories. So um, without further ado, I bring you Fairy Tales, a Twice Told Tale, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. So if you are following along on your audio, I have gone to the project page. It says projects three and four at the top, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. So I brought this to your attention uh, because I want to once again uh, reiterate how important it is to set the expectations for your students so that they know exactly what is expected of them. And so I do that by having an overview box. And the overview box is primary for teachers but the older kids definitely highlight and mark in it and find out all of their expectations for that project. So when a teacher uses one of my books or a homeschooling parent uses one of my books, they have the option of having this uh, overview box that tells them what the whole project is. This is projects three and four, so that means it's gonna take at least two weeks. Um, but this overview box tells the, the parent, the teacher, 
um, and older students what the whole project will contain. So this is a twice told tale and it says for your story you will use the famous Goldilocks and Three Bears tale to design a story of your own. However, instead of using Goldilocks and the Three Bears for your story, you will use another person, animal, or thing that visits three other people, animals, or things. And you'll get the idea when you see the samples. Another big element of all of my writing books is having samples of every single project that a child student is expected to complete. So it tells them there how many sentences are going to have per paragraph, how many paragraphs they're going to have in their whole story, and so forth. And that is the beauty of the overview box. It also gives them some ideas. I like to give students ideas and tell them you do not have to use one of my ideas. So you can see on the overview page that, you, that they could choose a gazelle and three lions for their visitation. They could choose a fish and three sharks. They could choose a human and three aliens. They could choose a sheep and three wolves. They could choose a princess and three dragons and or anything else that they want. They don't have to use one of those. But I find that by giving students a, a list of options that they can choose from, or they can choose their own, but giving them a list, and then also giving them samples, we are really just uh, greasing those creative juices. And they're just really, really, uh, they, they look at that and they say, oh, oh, I'm gonna do, and they just, they start telling each other what they're gonna do. And they, oh, I, I don't, I'm not going to use one of those. I'm going to do my own. And they come up with their own or they read the sample and their eyes just light up. It is a thing of beauty to teach students. Don't you agree? It is just a huge, huge blessing and opportunity that we have. All right. So when you have a twice told tale, the very first thing that they need is the basic story. So if they are going to spin off, they need the story in front of them to spin off from. All right, so I'm at lesson A in your notebook if you're following along. Study skills and pre-writing, choose your people, animals, or things, and brainstorm for possible hindrances and problems. All right, so I've talked about the sample already in all the previous episodes, and you will probably continue to hear me talk about the importance of writing samples for students. But in the twice told tale, they really can't do anything if they don't have the base story to tell off of, to, to um, write their spinoff from. So um, I give it to them broken down scene by scene. All right. And for purposes at this level, I tell them that a scene is a paragraph and that you change scenes when three, any of these three things happen. I actually teach this three-pronged approach for scene changes all the way through all kinds of story writing, not just twice told tale. But I do tell my students that a scene changes when the characters change. So they used to be these characters and now it's these. When an action changes, it was this action and now it's a different action or when the location changes. So it was this location and now it's this location. So those are the, th the three prongs that I use for scene changes. It helps students so much to have those little three things to, to base it off of. Now, you are going to get this entire Goldilocks and the Three Bears lesson. You're not gonna get all the onomatopoeia lessons and all of the different elements because you know that when I teach a project, I want the student to have every advantage that they can possibly have in order to complete that project well and have 
immense success with it. And so if I'm going to ask them to put onomatopoeia in, I'm going to teach them onomatopoeia. If I'm going to have them use quotations, they are going to be taught quotations. So I don't have time to teach all of those things to you today, but you will have the basic twice told tale lesson in your teacher's notebook to use. So the first thing is always to give them the model. All right, and I divide the model up scene by scene. So you can see here scene one, and I help them learn that a paragraph or a scene is a unit of thought. And of course, I just told you when scenes change. So here we have scene one, the Bruin family. Scene two, the Bruin family with um, the Bruin family uh, visit. Sorry about that. And then scene three, Goldilocks discovers the Bruin family's house. So look, we had a um, person change and an action change in that. So it can be any one of the three things happening, or it could be two or three of them. And that tells you tells your student that a scene changed. Scene four, Goldilocks tries out the Bruin family's food. Scene five, Goldilocks breaks Tiny Cub's chair. Scene six, Bruin family notices the eaten porridge and broken chair. Scene seven, the Bruin family discovers Goldilocks and scene eight, Goldilocks escapes. All right, so I like to break them down like this. You're gonna have this lesson to you, so you'll have it all broken down for you. But after you use this, and then after, and you, I also have free books and uh, with me teaching them actually, five free books with me teaching them to your students. And then I also have a list of uh, books that have these lessons in them that you can purchase if you'd like. But even if you wanted to do this on your own, the main goal would, the main first step would be to get a great model that is divided really well, like the paragraph divisions are real distinct, like this one is, and that has um, the writing level and reading level of your student. I talked about that, I believe, in the last episode on writing from a sentence-by-sentence -sentence outline over given material, so you can check that out in sentence in episode five. All right, so you want it to be distinct. You want it to be great paragraph breaks. You want it to be a, an appropriate length for that grade level. So this is pretty long. This is an eight paragraph, eight scene, but the sentences, the, the paragraphs are not extremely long. So they're going to read that and then they're going to choose. The people, animals, or things I will use in my store will be a blank and three blank. So let's fill in the blank. We're just going to get them going right away. All right, now they are going to think of conflicts, obstacles, or problems. The beauty of a twice told tale is that there are already things built into it. So it is an ideal project for students who, when asked to write a story, say, I can't think of anything. And we know that that happens frequently, right? We know that that happens you know, a lot with um, students who maybe like to write more factually. They like to get material to write from. They like to look things up and take notes and write from it, but they think that they can't write a story or they think that they can't think of anything or they think that they don't know the order to put it in or you know, uh, exactly what to make happen and how to, how to even write a story. And so the Twice Told Tale is the perfect starting point for story writing for kids like that because they already have, you have one character, then you have three, you have the one visiting the three, you have something happening when the, the character visited the three and 
So a lot of the conflicts, obstacles, problems, those type of things are already built into a twice told tale. So it is the perfect, perfect story writing um, project for hesitant story writer. It's just fantastic. So you can see there it says uh, that you're going to brainstorm after you've read the model, uh, conflicts, obstacles, problems, anything that your visiting person, animal, or thing may encounter. It says if your character is a gazelle that visits the rocks where three lions live, your problems might involve the gazelle deciding which pool of water he likes the best, for example, since Goldilocks had to decide which chair, which bed, and which food she liked the most. So um, I try to get them to brainstorm anything and everything that they can think of. Okay, once they've brainstormed and they know, okay, these are going to be, this is going to be my main person in place of Goldilocks. These are going to be my three people in place of the bears or my three characters in place of the bears. They're not going to have a bed, a chair, and porridge, but instead they're going to have, you know, something else, right? And three, three other things and so forth. Then I, they're ready to outline. Now, I not only have the model, which you have to have, you have to have the model for them to write from, you have to have a base story, but I also have a sample. And again, without harping forever about the sample situation, you need them. You need samples. Your kiddos need samples. They need to be able to look and say, I know how to do this now. And that is exactly what a sample will do for them. So this is White Coat and the Three Lions. And so uh, I usually read the sample out loud with them and we highlight things throughout while we read it. So I'll just tell you a few things that I might do to this sample that you could also do. So I am at the page that says B1, read the student sample pro story provided for those of you who are on audio and using your teacher's notebook sheets. All right, White Coat and the Three Lions. A father lion, a mother lion, and a baby lion lived near some large rocks on the African plains. The dad's name was Mr. Fierce and the mom's title was Mrs. Fierce. Their son was labeled Fierce Jr. Each one of them had a bone collection, a small water hole, and a favorite sleeping rock. So then I say, guess what the visitor is going to see? He's going to decide which bone collection he likes, which watering hole he likes, and which sleeping rock he likes. And I just get them going right off the bat. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Fierce both had large but worn bones and rocks. Meanwhile, Fierce Jr. owned a tiny but beautiful bone collection and rock. And then they left their house, right? Just like Goldilocks and just like the three bears did in the Goldilocks story. And then outside the territory of the Fierce family, a herd of gazelle were grazing. One young member loved to explore and wandered off from the group. His name was White Coat because of his unblemished hide. And then he went in and he played the part of Goldilocks, right? All the way through. All right, and then of course, um, he tried the, the watering holes and he tried the bone collection and so forth as the sample continues on. And so I would have them, you know, highlight three lions and tell them that that's like the three bears, highlight the gazelle and tell them that that is like Goldilocks. Uh, highlight the three things that they're going to go to the bone collection, the watering hole, and the um, sleeping rock. And um, we would just go through the sample together. All right, now I have two methods for their own scene creation, and this all falls under the outlining part. So I have three, two methods for this, and this is because some students still feel like 
I, I know I'm going to write about three lions and I know I'm going to write about a gazelle, but I don't know which things to happen first. And I don't know, you know, exactly what, what things should happen next. And I don't know how to put it in order and, and what to say. So for those, we use scene creating model A. And that is where they are going to take the um, model and they are going to put, they're going to layer their exact scenes onto each one. And that's creating a scene creation method A. I'm going to show you that in just a second. Right now I'm at B2. Follow these steps to determine your paragraph topics or your scene topics. Or many of them are ready just to run with it. And again, when we're at the twice told tale level for like juniors and seniors in high school, they're having like a, you know, 25 paragraph, 30 paragraph with dialogue and all of these elements in it. And um, we still use the exact same methods. So method A is they're going to just layer theirs right on top. And you're going to see that in just a second. And method B is they know what they're modeling after. They know they're modeling after Goldilocks and the three bears. They know their character. They know their three, uh, three bear substitutes. And they know their three things that they're going to encounter the, instead of the bed, the chair, and the uh, food. So they're going to design all their own paragraphs. All right. So this is how this plays out. Paragraph A, they have, to, I mean, method A, pardon me, method A, I have sample paragraph topics using model story box A open right now on my screen for those of you who are listening. All right. And so they have the par first paragraph and it is about the fierce family. And they're going to put their my paragraph one right underneath it. They have their second paragraph. The fierce family goes to a family reunion and they're going to write their paragraph two right underneath that. They have their paragraph three. White coat discovers the fierce family's rocks and they're going to put their paragraph right underneath it. Again, this entire thing is in your teacher's notebook to use. Okay, right through paragraph four, paragraph five, paragraph six, seven and eight. That is method A, and it's called box A, so they can find it easily. And um, it is just a thing of beauty because they're like, oh, sit, paragraph six, the fierce family notices the lesson of misting bones and water. Okay, so now um, I'm going to have my alien noticing that their um, uh, uh, alien soup is gone, right? And I'm going to have them, uh, my alien family, noticing that their uh, alien um, recliners are uh, broken, or you know, one of the, the one of that one of them is broken, just like the tiny cub discovered that one of his chairs was broken. So you can see how this just such a training wheel situation. It is such a hand holding and it actually really, really works even all the way up in my other books too. It works all the way junior high, high school, beginning high school, upper high school, because it just takes them by the hand. All right. So then maybe there, here's a, here's a sample of them not using method A. So they just took the paragraph lines and they just put princess wanders in the woods and discovers the burned area. Princess discovers the cave. Princess reorganizes the piles of log, pile of logs. Princess 
pockets some of the gold. Princess finds a best pile of straw and goes to sleep. Three dragons enter and discover the evidence. The princess wakes up and runs away. So they didn't, this person didn't want as much handholding and just didn't need as much. So then they're going to put all of their paragraph slash scene topics. I use that interchangeably when it comes to the twice told tales. They're going to put those, all of their topics right here together and their paragraph topic lines. Um, and then they're ready to outline. So they're going to transfer those paragraph topics over here to uh, the paragraph topics. And then they're going to do sentence one, sentence two, and they will create a sentence by sentence outline. And there's a sample for them too. Lion family lived, arrow rocks, arrow African plains. And then, it tells, then they could say in their story later on, a father lion, a mother lion, and a baby lion lived near some large rocks on the African plain. And you have all of the outlining lines that you need for your students. All right. And just you and all the way up, but they want um, up to like a really long one. All right. Now I'm at lesson C, write the rough draft of the twice told tale. So they have laid out their scenes. They've chosen their main Goldilocks and their three bear spinoffs. They have chosen their three obstacles, their three uh, um, issues that they're going to come into for their main Goldilocks person. They have chosen their paragraph or scene topics for each one. And then they transferred those over to their outlining lines and they have outlined their story. Now they're ready to write. So these are their instructions to practice saying their sentence out loud, to write your first sentence in your notebook or type it, double space, so forth. All right, and then we have an onomatopoeia lesson. And I always use, um, which I don't have that whole thing here, but because uh, this was getting very long already, uh, lesson D, write on, learn about onomatopoeia. Again, whatever they are asked to do. So this kind of goes back to that overview box. So in that overview box, that tells the student that they um, were going to not use, um, they're not gonna have quotes. They are going to have you know, five to 10 paragraphs. They're gonna have so many sentences and so forth. And um, they're also going to learn onomatopoeia. We, they're not required to use, to use quotes. So I do not have a quote lesson in this. Um, if I did, it would be a very simple opening speech tag. Um, a quote, and they would have a full quote lesson, right? Because I, I have lessons for everything they're asked to do, right? I don't say in their checklist challenge, which I'm going to teach in a couple weeks, honest, I don't say in their checklist challenge to add onomatopoeia if I haven't taught it to them, right? I wouldn't do that to them. They're too precious. All right. And, but I do whatever I teach. So this particular one, I might not have the whole lesson in front of me, but I know they did onomatopoeia. Um, I think they did like a series of three descriptions. So three adjectives in a row, three describers in a row with commas between them. And those lessons are in, within the big lesson for this project, this two week project. And they go back into the original model. So this says in the original Goldilocks and the three bear story, highlight the sound that Mr. Bruin made in scene six. So I always teach from the sources. I always teach from the models uh, that they're given. So that is a very, very elementary beginning 
lesson on twice told tales. Kids are elated. I have, as a matter of fact, I'm so ecstatic about this twice told tale, these twice told tale projects that I have them at every level in all of my meaningful composition books, starting with like level four, um, fourth grade, I believe it is. And um, starting with level two, which is um, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, yeah, fourth, fifth, and sixth in my downloadable books. Um, so, and then all the way up to, like I said, the high school ones, they have some, just some amazing, amazing little mermaid spinoffs, just such cool projects um, for all levels. All right, so without further ado, I am going to bring you back to your back matter and show you around a little bit before I close. So here is your teacher's notebook page. I want to remind you every week to go get your teacher's notebook, right? So the first thing is that you can get this week's episode sheets by going to languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. And each episode is there as a thumbnail. You click on it and you have the description of the episode. You have the teacher's notebook downloadable sheets for that episode. You have an audio and you have a video, right? How amazingly helpful is that? I love organizing material for listeners, watchers, viewers, readers, and students because I know organization is such a key to learning. And then at the bottom of this screen, um, uh, the screen that says learn more, get more freebies, um, you can get all of the teacher's notebook um, to, so far all together in one big PDF. Uh, if you haven't gotten your previous ones, you can just go print it all off. Uh, they are in colors, so you might wanna print in grayscale uh, personally, I love the colors, so I like to print them in color, but you can print them in grayscale, and then you can just pull out the, the pages that you need specifically for your students in order to use them. So let's talk about free products related to this episode. So two of the five free books, one month books that I have completely free for you with videos of me teaching those books, two of those have twice told tales in them. So one of them is right on Mowgli level four, and it has um, me teaching. It has, the whole, it has the book, and then it has a video, a free video of me teaching it to your students. It's a little bit different than this, where I'm explaining to you how to teach it. I'm actually speaking to your student in those videos. And then right on Peter Pan five is um, a twice told tale of Peter Pan. Uh, so fantastic. It is for high schoolers. It is loaded with skills, loaded with skills. You're going to love it. All right. And then here are some that are available for purchase. These are the one month digital products. Okay. So each of these, all of the digital products, whether they are right for a month or right on Beauty and the Beast, right on Slinky Dog, right on Dumbo, right on Fairy Tales, right on Christmas Friends, right on Mowgli, right on Peter Pan, right on Beauty and the Beast. Um, no matter what they are, whether they're right for a month or right on, they are one month long. Usually I allot you know, five weeks. In my online classes, I allot six weeks to get all the finals and everything turned in um, if you are interested in having me teach your kids online. So there are, look, I mean, you can see on this list how many Twice Told Tale projects we have. The Velveteen Rabbit, Thumbelina, Dumbo, Goldilocks, The Frog Prince, Alice in Wonderland, um, Chicken Little, 
Pinocchio, The Emperor's New Coat, Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk, Snow White, Rapunzel, um, Beauty and the Beast, The Elves and the Shoemaker, The Fir Tree, Christmas Carol, Gift of the Magi, Mowgli, uh, Jungle, Jungle Book, and Peter Pan. Uh, those are just, <laughs> those are just the month-long books that contain Twice Told Tales. Fantastic. So much fun. It's especially fun if you watch the movie after the variety projects are done. And then uh, many print books of the meaningful composition have Twice Told Tales in them. So you can see 5261717291929 all the creative books creative writing books have twice told tale lessons. So then before I let you go, um, I am teaching online. So you can create a class at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash create a class for a six week class or a 12 week class. And this can be for your family. It can be for your student and some friends. It can be for a classroom. It can be for a co-op. Um, yeah, it is just a ton of fun. Six week, you can choose a six week class or a 12 week class and you can choose the materials. I can help you uh, choose your, the, the projects and the materials that you would like for your students. So that is at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash create a class. Thank you so much for joining me in this How I Teach Twice Told Tales. Uh, this is episode six and I am Donna Reesh, Language Arts Lady your um, teacher for teachers and your host. Thanks again for joining me.